You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. So I want to start by asking you a question. Are you feeling a bit wary? Are you feeling a bit timid? Is it feeling like there's a lot of pressure upon you right now? If that is you, I want to tell you, don't give up. The battle is almost over and you will have the victory. You just have to continue. Many of the challenges, the pressures that you have today is because you've not included God. And now you are making many plans. But the Bible has given us examples, mentors, that we can look at to give us guidance and to give us instruction. We have to learn from them. What was their secrets? The secrets that they have to be successful. Many people, when they find themselves worried, tired, burden, a pressure upon them, they think, what should I do to get better? And they want to fast more. It's not wrong to fast. You can fast if that's leading you to God. They think, oh, well, you know what I'm going to have to do? I'm going to have to pray more. So now they start praying more. But in their prayers, they're instructing God what to do. Instead of listening to God for instruction. They think, oh, you know what? The problem is, I can solve the problem. I have to read my Bible more. And it's good. Read your Bible more. Because when you spend time in the Word of God, you're spending time with Jesus. But some of you are taking time off at work sitting in the bathroom on the toilet reading your Bible when you're supposed to doing your work. The Bible doesn't say when you feel timid, worried to do all these things. It gives one clear, simple instruction. It says, come to me. Come to me. It doesn't say pray more, fast more, read your Bible more. It's good to do those things more. I'm just saying, he says, come to me. We want to make many other plans because when you start doing all those things, you think it's because you are doing it that God should do it for you. Matthew 11 verse 28. So everyone, come to me. Are you weary carrying a heavy burden? Then come to me. I will refresh your life for I am your oasis. Simply join your life with mine. Learn my ways and you'll discover that I'm gentle Humble, easy to please. You will find refreshment and rest in me, for all that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. God says, come to me, link up with me, get connected to me, the real life, and your life will start to change. How does that burden and yoke become easy when we obey God's word? In the beginning, it seems difficult and we think, why should I obey God? But if you know that God has got your best interest at heart, it's easy to obey Him. Because you know obeying Him leads to life. Many people are facing challenges today because they did not include God in their decision makings. They made a decision, said, I'm going to do this, and then they want God to bless it. The sermon topic for this morning is, begin with God. He says, if you are weary, if you are tired, come to me. Begin 
with God. Turn back to God, get God's guidance, God's instruction. I'm reading from the Passion Translation, James 5 verse 10. My brothers and sisters, take the prophets as your mentors. They have prophesied in the name of the Lord and it brought them great sufferings, yet they patiently endured. Many of you have received a word from God and you've been declaring that word, you've been prophesying that word. If you prophesy the word of God, what he has planned for your life, the enemy will start to oppose it. Because he knows it's there where your breakthrough lies. But you have to hold on to your confession. You have to hold on to that which God has planned for you. We honor them as our heroes because they remained faithful even while enduring great sufferings. And you've heard of all that Job went through. And we can now see that the Lord ultimately treated him with wonderful kindness, revealing how tender-hearted he really is. The Bible says we honor these men. Why? Because they endured. They remained faithful even when there was challenges around them. They remained faithful. Many of the challenges you are facing today is because when you began your life's journey, you began your journey with your business, with a spouse, you did not include God. Look at Samson. Strongest man, great man, called by God. But when it came to making a decision, choosing a companion, he did not include God. And he chose the wrong woman that ultimately led to his destruction. Many people today, they've met somebody and they know God said, this is my spouse, this is my husband, this is my wife. And then there's a little bit of a friction, a fight, a disagreement. And then the lady says, well, I'll show you. You want to be ugly with me? And she goes and marries somebody being spiteful. A muhu, A totsi. She says, to spite the man. But now she's married to the totsi. Who is suffering? Do you think the guy is suffering? Who is you suffering? Because of a stupid decision. Not including God. God wants to lead us to victory. Ask yourself the situation that you are facing right now. How are you handling it? People make many plans. Tomorrow we'll go there, start a business, grow the business, make a lot of money. But have you included God? Have you asked God, is it God's will? I'm going to go study overseas and do my master's and my doctorate. Make many plans. This is the best university. Everybody says, you must go to that university. Everybody can say, you must go to that university. But what has God said? If everybody says yes and God says no, it's a no. Because God knows and holds your tomorrow. It's time to include God in all our decision making. We know we need God, but we don't realize how much we need God. In uncertain times like today, we need God even more to make the right decisions. Because God is our ability, or God's ability has become our ability, we have the mind of Christ. Doesn't mean we can just do what we want to. We still have to get God's approval. I opened by reading from the book of Habakkuk. In the book of Habakkuk, he says, The Lord makes my feet like that of a deer. And then he leads me on my high mountain. Today, people's feet are strengthened by God to climb any mountain. 
so they run up any mountain. But even if God has strengthened your ankles and made them your feet like that of a deer that you can climb the highest mountain, let God lead you on your high mountain. Don't try and climb somebody else's mountain. It's the greatest mistake in the church today is that we're comparing ourselves to other people. And I think I have to be like that brother. No, your calling is different. God's will for your life is different. Compare yourself to Christ. The Bible says, James 4 verse 13, I'm reading from the Passion Translation. God wants to lead you to victory. Make sure it is God's will and not your will. Listen, those of you who are boasting, today or tomorrow we'll go to another city and spend some time and go into business and make heaps of profit. But you don't have a clue what tomorrow may bring. For your fleeting life is but a warm breath of air that is visible in the cold only for a moment and then vanishes. Instead, you should say, our tomorrow are in the Lord's hands. And if He is willing, we will live life to its fullest and do this or that. But here you are boasting in your ignorance for to be presumptuous about what you'll do tomorrow is evil. Don't be presumptuous. Just think I can do anything. Just because you've been trained in the military and you know how to use a rifle here in South Africa doesn't mean you can jump on an airplane and go to another country and go shoot there and be a soldier. It's by invitation. Unless you're a secret mercenary going and doing your thing there. Wanting to do your own thing. So if you don't want to end with failure, make sure that you begin with God. If you don't want to end with failure, make sure that you begin with God. Ask yourself, what are the choices, the decisions that you've made in the past? And where did those decisions lead you? Many times we make decisions without including God. Then we say the devil is attacking me. The devil is not attacking you. You did not include God in your decision making. You were making your own decisions. Include God. It's about learning His ways. The process is more important than the end goal. The journey is more important than the end destination. Many people's disappointments that they are facing today is because they did not include God. Include God in all your decision making. What decisions are you facing today? Remember, in the university of God, you're going to have to write every test to get your promotion. Many of you are saying, it's time for my promotion, it's time for my promotion, I want my reward. Have you passed your test? If you've not passed your test, no promotion. You haven't changed your confession about what God has said about you. But you want God to change everything in your life. You're holding on and confessing defeat and failure, but you want victory. There's a need for us to change. You have to pass your test to get your promotion. If you get your promotion, your promotion means you'll have a reward. That reward means joy. This is why the disciples said, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. We glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. 
So when I say there's a test, I'm not talking about an academic test. I'm talking about the testing of your faith. The Bible says in the book of 2 Corinthians 13, it says, examine yourself to see whether you are in faith. Examine yourself to see whether you are in faith. Look at yourself and say, is what I'm saying, is it faith? What I'm doing, is it faith? Because if it's not of faith, it does not please God. If it's not of faith, it's sin. We're living a presumptuous life and the Bible says it's evil. I was looking at the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah the prophet. You know, prophets have got a way of just saying it the way it is. They sometimes upset you and make you angry because they reveal your true heart. You know, Jeremiah was 17 years old when God said to him, start to prophesy. To be in ministry is very dangerous. You know, they tried to assassinate him five times. Assassinations on his life five times, they tried to kill him because he was saying and prophesying the truth. Not saying what they only wanted to hear. Examine yourself. The Bible says, test yourself and see whether you're in faith. 2 Corinthians 13 verse 5. Examine yourself as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless indeed you are disqualified. You know, even Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be tested by the devil. Tempted by the devil. We can learn so many things from this. It doesn't matter how close you are to God. You can still be tempted. Jesus was hungry when the devil said to him, Why don't you turn these stones into bread? What does that mean? The devil will come and tempt you in the area that you are most desperate. If you are hungry, he'll tempt you with food. If you are single and you are desperate, the devil will come and test you there. If you are desperate for money, he'll tempt you with money. That's why never be desperate for anything. Single people, let me hear you say, I might be single, but I'm not desperate. When Jesus passed his test, the anointing started to flow. When he passed his test, the anointing started to flow. Make sure you passed your test. When you passed your test, you know there's a reward. James 1 verse 2, I'm reading from the Passion Translation. My fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience all the joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up power within you, To endure all things. And then as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. Can you see the need for you to go through the testing? Can you see the need to pass your test? When you pass the test, There's promotion, but if you don't pass the test, no promotion. We all write different tests. Maybe your test is on the highway on your way to work. Your peace of mind is being tested. Road rage. Examine yourself to see whether you're in faith. To love God and to love people. The fruits of the Spirit. Self-control. 
Everybody wants promotion, but nobody wants to pass the test. Nobody can pass the test without carrying God along. That's why you must be born again, that your source is God. When God is your source, you cannot fail. But people try to face challenges today without God. Include God in all your decision making. You know, challenges, problems. We complain about it, but it should be a tonic for our anointing. God will empower you in every situation. Your endurance grows even stronger. It will release perfection into every part of your being. Let me tell you something. I told you I was reading about Jeremiah. Jeremiah's name means to throw. To throw. Jeremiah is the one who talks about the clay and the potter. So this morning before, when I was sharing with the band and we were praying, I was sharing with them, I said, you know what? Jeremiah's name means to throw. And when he prophesied to Israel, he said, there's two options. You can either allow God to lay or throw a foundation in your life, being Jesus Christ himself, and build upon that, or you can resist it and be overthrown. But then when I was thinking about the potter, the potter takes the clay and he throws it on the wheel. So one of the people said to me, Pastor, can I tell you something? The potter doesn't throw it once. He has to throw it at least 20 times so that all the air can come out of the clay. After he has thrown it, he needs it. Has life been throwing you around a little bit? Maybe it's not life. Maybe it's the potter trying to get all the air, the bubbles out of you. You know, the bubbles, our own vanity, our own arrogance. So he throws it on the wheel. You know who keeps the clay on the wheel? The hands of the potter. Then after he's thrown it, kneaded it, now he starts to hollow it from the inside like that. Are we not called to be empty vessels? You pray, Lord, take more of me and give me more of you. What does that mean? Then after that, he's got a little sharp stick that he pierces into the clay to just see if there's other pieces of air that needs to come out. That sounds like a thorn in the flesh. Amen. Those are people that God allows into your life to perfect you as a vessel of honor. Then after all that, that whole process, it has to go into the fire. Now, what's very interesting, you can make the whole vessel without throwing it, without kneading it, without piercing it, and you can just make it and you put it in there. But if that air is in there, in the fire, it's going to pop. It's going to break. To the oven, you're going to go. The fire is going to be there. Have you gone through the preparation to do what God has called you to do, to be a vessel of honor. Many people today go to one conference and they want to be a pastor. They go to one conference and they come back a prophet. Have you gone through the process? Because if you've not gone through the process and you're just a vessel, you say, look here, I'm a prophetic vessel. As soon as you go into the fire, it's going to pop. So Jeremiah says, if you are willing 
God is able. We want to say, oh, but God is the potter and I'm the clay. No, you have your part to play. When He starts shaping and forming you, you have to run with His hand. But Israel didn't do that. They didn't change their lives. They thought because the temple was built, they are in this wonderful building, they think they are safe. They think because we are God's chosen people, we can do what we want to. We have the church and we are Israel. We have the temple. And Jeremiah says, no. He says, you are committing adultery. Not only you, but the priests. They are stealing, they are robbing. Everything is about money. The prophets are prophesying to you everything that you want to hear and you love it. You're not prepared to change. See, so you don't want to be a vessel of honor. I'm still going to make a vessel. And now it's this thick clay, hardened hearts. And it becomes a vessel of judgment instead of a vessel of glory. And God says, my judgment will be now upon Israel to manifest my justice. Family, you cannot carry God along in every decision that you make unless you make God's word the standard for your life. What happened? When Israel hardened their hearts, the Bible says they ended up eating their own children. What's different today? People still looking for prophets that will prophesy things that they want to hear. You're going to be a millionaire tomorrow. You're a billionaire tomorrow. You're a trillionaire tomorrow. I don't see one car, I see three Bugattis. And the people say, we love it. And they harden their hearts and they end up eating their own children. Are people not today eating their own children with their words as well? Spiritual cannibalism in the church. The book of Galatians 5 warns us, do not use your liberty as an opportunity for the flesh by which you bite and devour one another, lest you yourself become consumed. On Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, people say today what they want to. Are they not biting and devour one another? Has it not become spiritual cannibalism? But we say, God bless me. Give me my reward. Give me double promotion. Give me double honor. Are you ready for double sanctification? Remember, everything in our lives is a reward. Galatians, the J.B. Phillips translation says, A man's entire life is based upon the seed that he has sown. A man's entire life. You might be going through a difficult time, a testing of your faith like Job. But as unrighteousness is coming against you, continue to walk in righteousness. Don't follow in the paths of unrighteousness. Remember, because Noah was a righteous man, his whole family got saved. But Nebuchadnezzar, because of his unrighteousness, he lived the life of an animal. Many times people make decisions not including God and then they want God to bless it. Good decisions versus God decisions. A God decision is blessed already. Turn with me quickly to 1 Corinthians 3. When we leave God out of our decisions, it leads to failure. There's a very strong move now where people say all gods are the same. All religions serve a God and that God is the same God. Family, that is not the truth. The only thing that we might have in common with other religions is that we serve a God. But the big difference between our God and other gods is 
how we obtain relationship with Him. Remember, just to mention two attributes of God. God is number one, holy, and God is righteous. So for us to have a relationship with God, we will have to become holy and righteous. Other religions obtain this status through their works, what they do. But Christianity says it's not what we do, but what He has done. He who knew no sin became sin so that we can become the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. By faith, we receive His righteousness. We need to be holy. And we can be holy because He is holy and His ability has become our ability. It's not what we do. It's not our works. There's a message of grace that is watering down Christianity to grace, grace. Grace is not there to let you become a better sinner. True biblical grace is when there's true repentance, there's a change of heart and God empowers you to become more like Him. A grace not to not work and be lazy and say, God, help me. Your blessings, Lord, please help me at work. Bless me, bless me. Your grace, Lord. No, that's not real, authentic, biblical grace. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ will empower you to do more than anybody else in your office. Because you say, God, empower me. I'm linked up with you. Your ability becomes my ability. I have the mind of Christ. Give me a spirit of wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and the fear of the Lord. And now you can work harder. You can do more. You can run with the horses. If the word of God enters into your heart, by its very nature, it will change you. And you'll start to act with God, walk with God. Not want to do the things that you used to do. Christianity is not the art of seeing how close I can live to sin without sinning. Every weekend you are watching 2 to 18 movies, sex, nudity, language, violence. And you come and you say, the devil is attacking me with unpure thoughts about women. The devil is attacking me with the spirit of lust. Pastor, can you please pray for me? Stop your nonsense and stop watching those movies. But I'm 36 and the movie is 2 to 18. That devil doesn't care how old you are. Young men, your friend's showing you pornography at school. And you think it's funny and you're just looking at it. You don't know what impact that will have on your marriage one day. You are filling your mind with pictures that is exclusively reserved for your wife's body. And you're looking at others. But on Sunday we're in church and we want to worship God. If you're eating a slab of chocolates in the morning... Slab of chocolates in the afternoon. Chocolate mousse, three o'clock. Sugar, 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 sugar. And then you ask why you have a problem with sugar. It's all of us. Our little kids from a young age, they just want a sweetie, sweetie, sweetie. And, and we as parents feel so guilty because we're not always spending the time that we should. And then we want to reward the children with presents instead of our presents. Don't worry, daddy's just busy. Here's a sweetie. Pastor, the devil is attacking my children with sugar. I'm not here to put condemnation on you. We should include God in all our decision making. The truth is, the Bible says every man's work will be tested by fire. You're going to go into the oven. So when you go into the oven, make sure the potter has thrown you enough times to get all the air out. A lot of us are full of 
hot air. The potter is just trying to get it out because he wants you to be a vessel of honor. God wants you to be a vessel of honor. Whether you're going to be a vessel of honor is determined by you. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 10. According to the grace of God which was given to me as a wise master builder, I've laid the foundation and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds. It says when you want to build, make sure you include God and use materials that's approved by heaven. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear. So whether you're building with gold, doing the right thing, or building with hay, doing the wrong thing, both work will be tested by fire. Each one's work will become clear for the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on endures, he will receive a reward. So to get your reward, your work will be tested. Family, in your situation, you need answers. How can you get the right answers if you don't know the Word of God? The answers are in here. For your life, your future, Jesus is the answer. To be a vessel of honor is not up to God. God wants you to be a vessel of honor. Don't get confused between the two. The devil wants to kill, steal, and destroy. God wants to give you life and life in abundance. That's God's plan for you. He wants you to be a vessel of honor. Becoming a vessel of honor, fit for the master's use, is your decision. Turn to your neighbor and say, you have your part to play. Can I tell you something? The Bible teaches us concerning God that he does not look at outward appearance. He looks at a man's heart. In the same way in your decision making, don't look at the outward appearance. People can tell you this is the best university. You have to go to this university. It's a must. You must do your PhD at this university. And going there without God's approval, you could be running into a wall. A devil could be waiting there for you to destroy your life. Everybody can say yes, but if God says no, it's no. But everybody can say no, but if God says yes, it's a yes. One of the things, if you want to move or you want to start doing something, ask yourself, have I passed the test? Has my faithfulness been tested? Have I examined myself to see whether I'm in faith? Has the potter laid hold of me and have I gone through the process that I know that I'm ready? Because if I want to go into that fire and there's still air on the inside and God has not dealt with it, it can be detrimental for you. Then you cannot say it's the devil, it's the devil. Young people, we live in an instant generation where we want everything like this, just like this. But there's always a process. Even if somebody has promised you that they've read every book at the Oxford University, that you are a qualified doctor because you've read all the material and you know it, if they cannot show you the degree, the qualification, that they've written the final test and they've passed, will you let them do surgery on you? Even if they promise you? 
If they tell you that they've seen angels, an angel appear to them, they can do it? No. Because you know they don't have the right qualification. But today we believe everything that people say. 2 Timothy 2 verse 20. In a palace, you find many kinds of containers and tableware for many different uses. Some are beautifully inlaid with gold or silver, but some are made of wood or earth, earthenware. Some of them are used for banquets and special occasions and some for everyday use. But you, Timothy, must not see your life and ministry this way. What is he saying? He's saying, in the house there are many different vessels. They are wood, they are clay, they are gold, they are silver, they are those that are very impressive, those that just seem very ordinary. He's talking about all of us. He's saying, there might be a Zulu vessel here, there might be a Nigerian vessel here, there might be a Portuguese vessel here. Says it doesn't matter what kind of vessel you are. You have a purpose, you're here for a reason. Amen? The important thing is, is that whatever vessel you are, that you are sanctified and cleansed. If that vessel is dirty, even if it's a golden vessel, it cannot do what it's, it's supposed to do. Can you see the need for sanctification? But you, Timothy, must not see your life and ministry this way. He's talking to you. You might as well put your own name in there. But you, Joe. But you, Kahiso. Your life and ministry must not be disgraced, for you are to be a pure container of Christ and dedicated to the honorable purpose of your master, prepared for every good work that you give, he gives you to do. Run as fast as you can from all the ambitions and lusts of youth and chase after all that is pure. Whatever builds up your faith and deepens your love must become your holy pursuit and live in peace with all those who worship our Lord Jesus with pure hearts. You know what's the problem in the church? We have sacred and we have secular. And what happens on a Sunday, we say is sacred. We've come to worship God. We're going to do the holy things. And Mondays to Saturday, we say it's secular. God is not there. Your work is sacred. You are sacred. You don't just wash the vessel on a Sunday. You make sure it's clean the whole week through. Do you only bath on Sundays when you come to church? Your work is sacred. If you are linked up with God and you are sanctified, everything will change. If you believe that you are linked up with God, you are blessed. When you are blessed, your speech will change and you'll start to bless people. But people that are always swearing and cursing. How can they be blessed if they are cursing? If you are blessed, you can bless. Some of you need to change your language. You're saying you are born again, you're a Christian, but during the week, your language sounds like that of the devil. Stop your nonsense. I'm here to help you this morning. The Christians are confused about who they are. The world are even confused about who the church is. The Bible says if you want to be a vessel of honor, sanctify yourself, cleanse yourself from these youthful lusts. Let these things not be a part of you anymore. Christianity is not the art of seeing how close I can live to sin without sinning. Uh, 
You know, we're going out with some friends tonight. We're going to drink a little bit. But you know, I'm just going to have... Oh, I can drink two beers. Maybe go two and a quarter. But if I go two and a half, that's problems. (laughs) What kind of a life is that? Christianity is not seeing how close I can live to sin without sinning. I know I shouldn't get drunk, but let me just get how close I can get before I get drunk. You know, just <laughs> family. Only God's word, only God's word, can lead you to victory. That's why you have to make God's word the standard for your life. Don't make a decision and then want to include God. Include God from the beginning. In starting a new business, in choosing a companion, in friendships, in relationships, include God in everything. Amen? We are not to blend in with the world and look like the world. People should see we are different. Through our speech, through our behavior, through our confession, through everything. We've been listening to too many voices in our decision-making. The voice of circumstances, voice of desperation. Let God lead you and guide you. Include Him in everything. It's not too late to reposition yourself. There's a lot of things in my life. I've asked myself, what kind of a pastor do I want to be a year from now? Five years from now? What kind of a husband do I want to be a year from now, five years from now? What kind of a father do I want to be a year from now, five years from now? And then I ask myself, what needs to change that I can become that? Because it's not all up to God. I'm going to have to break loose from certain things. Certain things that has been holding me back, I have to let go of it. Things that were approved last year by heaven, this year might not be approved. God say, no, sorry cannot allow that anymore if you want to go from here to there this needs to change do we want god's good acceptable or perfect will in our lives include god in all your decision making run with god if god is busy shaping you run with the potter's hand let him shape you let him form you he holds your life in his hands he knows what is best Don't jump off the potter's wheel just because he's busy shaping you, because he's busy forming you, because it feels like you're being thrown down too hard. The truth is, a righteous man might fall, but every time God will pick him up. God is busy perfecting everything concerning you and me. Let's hold on to God, not let go of God, Victory is assured in Christ Jesus for all of us. Selah. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ. Loving God. Loving people.